Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to a special edition of Ignite City Church this morning. This morning is our thankful service where we get to share with each other and bless God and tell him thank you for all of the things that he's done this year. Uh, this is something that we invite our entire church community to. So kids on up are all in here. And um, we're just going to thank God for, yeah, just um, all the things he's done this year. And maybe it could be... Uh, Maybe it was a great year and you have so many things to give praise for. Maybe it was a harder year and we can give uh, thanks to God for his provision. But we are a community that loves to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. And in all things, just give God thanks. Um, so... What we kind of do, this format is, is we're going to do music and singing, and Brian's going to give a message, but also this is just an opportunity for our community to get on the mic and share with everyone um, what they're thankful for. So I, I told Brian, I've already been weepy all morning this morning just thinking of the things that um, I've been thankful for this past year, and I stuffed my pockets full of tissues already. So just know if you feel that little flutter in your heart and the Holy Spirit's asking you to share, but maybe you're a little nervous about getting emotional, I 100% will be crying with you in solidarity. That's just, just know you will not be alone. It's like a spiritual gift of, I don't know, reactionary crying. I don't know what it is, um, but I am with you. So anyway, so we're just super excited. This is one of our favorite services um, of the year. Um, if you are watching online, welcome. We would love for you to share in the comments as well those things that you are thankful for so we can praise uh, God with you as well. And then and after church today, we want to invite everyone to stay for our Thanksgiving lunch all together out on the terrace on the patio. It will be delicious, so please stay. So this can just kind of be like our church Thanksgiving. So um, we obviously are so incredibly thankful for you all and for our community. Um, families, I hope that you guys were able to get an activity bag for your kiddos on the way in. Um, it's filled with snacks and treats and coloring and all of that fun stuff. But if you find throughout the service your little one is just like, over being thankful and needs to stretch their legs and all of that. We have our family room open in the cafeteria, so out our main doors and to the left. We're streaming the service in there so your little one can run around, stretch their legs, but you can also still keep tuned into the service. And there's some snacks and other goodies and toys and things in there as well. So just know that that is available to you. Um, I think that is it for our thankful announcements, but our one big announcement is for our prime timers, our 50 plus community. You guys have your Christmas party coming up. And I think out of all of our ministries, I think our prime timers party the most. You guys have the most parties and it seems like you guys have the most fun. And I am jealous. I legitimately am jealous. So you guys have your uh, Christmas party coming up on December 2nd at the home of Joe and Michelle Pike, who really are like the hosts with the most. They're awesome. So this is an event that you definitely don't want to miss. You can find out more information about it, as well as sign up on our website at ignitecitychurch.com. Uh, last thing, if you are visiting with us this morning, we are so glad that you're here on one of our favorite mornings. Um, if you feel comfortable letting us know that you're here, you can go on our website at ignitecity.church and click on our connect card. Fill out a little bit of information about yourself, not so we can send you a bunch of stuff, but literally just to say thank you for being here and that we appreciate
appreciate uh, you spending your morning with us. So with that said, um, we are going to kick back into worship, and I am going to pray over this morning's offering, um, as well as our prayer requests, and just over our morning. So will you pray with me? God, in thinking about um, the things that you've done for me personally in my life this past year, I just want to um, say thank you to you. Um, in a challenging year for me, you've really provided um, my daily bread. And I just want to express that gratitude to you, God. God, we just thank you um, for this morning. We pray that your Holy Spirit moves powerfully in this place, um, that these offerings of thanks and gratitude will be a sweet sacrifice of praise um, that will be a sweet aroma to you on the throne, God. God, so we ask that you bless this morning as we bless you, and we thank you for being our provider, our sustainer, um, and our everything, God. God, bless this morning's offering that's given in faith. Will you multiply it for our kingdom? God, I also pray for Dolly for her joint pain, God. We just ask for your healing upon her. We pray for Connie, who has her cancer surgery at the end of December, God. We just pray for your miraculous healing, that this surgery will be successful, and that she can come out of it completely with a clean bill of health, God. And so we just pray, we pray over her, and we just pray for just her cancer to be gone. God, we love you so much. And I know that amazing things are going to happen this morning. We thank you so much for our community, for Ignite City Church, that really is just more than just acquaintances, God. We're family that you've put together, and we just thank you so much um, for our community. And we ask this in your name, God. Amen. Oh, well, good morning, Ignite City. It's good to see you. I'm glad I'm back. I miss you when I'm gone. I uh, had a good time away. I was up in Atascadero last weekend speaking at a... Youth conference, a bunch of churches came together, about 400 youth uh, were there. Um, and I think we saw about 20 or so that stood to say they wanted to surrender their lives to Christ, which is always such a great joy to get to be part of that. But there's just never any place like home. So I'm just so glad to be back. Hey, we're going to take a quick break um, from Matthew uh, because we're going to focus in on Romans chapter 8. And as, if you have your Bibles, your phones, your tablets, whatever you read your Bible on, if you could turn there. Um, as you do that, Ignite City Kids, I need you to do me a favor. Sometimes your parents get a, a little unruly here in the worship service. They get a little talkative. They get a little bored because the dude up front's talking so much. So could you do me a favor? Could you keep them quiet? That's all I'm asking. So if all of a sudden they start talking to each other, just, just touch them and do this. Just touch them. Got it? So Ignite City Kids, try that. Touch one of your parents and then do this. Yeah, I like seeing that. This is the only time. Parents are like, I don't do it. My kids say, work with me here, okay? Here we go. <laughs> Hey, let's pray as we jump in. I know he just finished praying, but I want to pray again as we jump into this, this passage. It's, it's a deep one, so let's pray. <clears throat> Father, we thank you for a morning together to bring the whole community to give you thanks. God, I'm convinced we should be doing this all the time. But I pray that today in this moment where we focus in on giving you thanks, that you would bring things to mind, Holy Spirit, that maybe we wouldn't be thinking about because maybe, maybe circumstances keep us from noticing them. I pray that you would help us to see all the ways that you've been involved and all the ways that you help 
and provide and care for. And so I pray that today would be a day that brings you joy as you hear your kids say thanks and what we are so thankful to you for. As we look into your word, I pray that you would take a passage that for a long time has been a a source of debate and fights uh, because of different doctrinal positions. I pray that you would bring truth out of it and reveal the beauty of what you've done so that we are eternally grateful that we live in that sense of gratefulness every day. And so, God, I pray you would take this moment and this time as we, uh, as we open your word. I pray your blessing over. We pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone who agrees says, amen. In this time where we give thanks, so there's five things that stood out to me in this passage that I think we need to remember as we give thanks this morning in just a moment. And the first is this. It's God isn't done with it yet. And you sit there and go, what does that mean? God isn't done with it yet. When you look at Romans chapter 8, verse 28, and this is one of those verses, if you've been brought up in the Bible or brought up in the church, this is one of those key ones. And I feel like many times, maybe it's kind of misquoted or misapplied, but if we just stop and slow down and look at what it actually says, listen to this. And we know, first thing, do we know this to be true? Are we certain? Are we so convinced of what we're about to look at? For we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. So in other words, God isn't done with it yet. If you don't see it, I've said this before and I thought, man, what a beautiful, beautiful point to bring out again. If you don't see the good in it yet, it's because God's not done with it yet. Give him time. Give him time to do that which you never thought he would ever do or that you would ever experience, the goodness that he wants to bring your life. Because some of it's going to come through these mountaintop experiences where you're just blown away by what it is that God has done and what it is that he continues to do and who it is that he is. But you also have to, we have to get to the point where we give thanks in the moments of trial and of testing And if brokenness and hurt, we still look at God and say, you are still great and you are still good. And we know that in all things, for those of us who love you, God, you will work all things together. Friends, we hold on to that. If you don't see it yet, because he's not done with it yet. For those of you who enjoy reading, there's a book that I highly recommend. I haven't read it for a while, but I highly recommend it by Tim Keller. It's called Walking with God Through Through Pain and Suffering. And in that book, he makes this statement. He says, Christianity teaches that contra-fatalism, fatalism is more like everything's based upon fate or destiny. Contra-fatalism, suffering is overwhelming. Contra-Buddhism, suffering is real. Contra-karma, suffering is often unfair. But contra-secularism... Suffering is meaningful. There is a purpose to it. And if faced rightly, it can drive us like a nail deep into the love of God and into more stability and spiritual power than you can imagine. You ever notice how much you need God when all that you have is God? When all of a sudden you realize, oh man, life got difficult, it got hard, and I don't know what else I can do. And so then we call out to God. Has anyone here noticed, and maybe by a show of hands, how much more we pray and focus in on God during the trials more than during the times of comfortable? Anybody? And so we sit and, and we don't sit there and go, I think this is the most enjoyable thing I've ever gone through. Even scripture teaches us this. It says no discipline is enjoyable in the moment. But in this long period, in this, in this time period where God is doing what he does, he will bring about this fruit of righteousness, this fruit of peace. He will do this work. Most of you should have received this as you came in, yes? 
Friends, this, was, this is a gift. Hank wanted to pass this out to everyone because we've prayed with him and we've walked with him through cancer and we're thankful that God has healed him and that he's cancer-free. But what a great reminder. And yet for others, you sit there and go, we don't have the same story. Like it didn't end that way. And to you, I will still say the same thing. And I know we, at times we want the scriptures to kind of fit around our experiences. And I want to tell you, no, we don't. We may feel that, but we don't want that. Friends, if yours wasn't the ending the same way that you, or the, the, the same ending that you thought it should have become, I want to remind you that God still knows what he's doing. If you don't see the good in it yet, it's because he's not done with it yet. The second point is this, God doesn't leave things to chance. God doesn't leave things to chance. Listen to these verses in verse 29 and 30. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers or he might be preeminent, top thought, verse 30. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. For those of you who are followers of Christ, I want to make sure that you understand this. You did not find Jesus on a whim. You didn't come to this point where you're like, I probably should look for God. If at some point that started going through your mind, the reason it came into your mind is because God began that. Those whom he foreknew, he predestined. What's that word predestined mean? Predestined. It means predetermined. You said, go, yeah, but what does it mean if? Let's hold off on that. Let's just go back to what it says. Followers of Jesus, remember, he's writing to a bunch of Christians. What we need to remember is that he did not leave your salvation to chance or to your own discovery. He said, I want them. I want to predetermine that they will come to me. I will do whatever it takes to initiate relationship with me. God, guys, God started it. He didn't leave it to you. He didn't leave it to me. It's by grace through faith. It starts with grace. It ends with grace. It starts by faith. It ends with faith. It's all him. But do you notice everything that it is that God did in this relationship with him? Those whom he foreknew, he predestined. Those whom he predestined, he also called. Those whom he called, he also justified. Those whom he justified, he also glorified. He did all of these things. In other words, he did everything. He did everything. Why? Guys, that's what he wants with us. Followers of Jesus, the reason we know Jesus is because of Jesus at some point, the Father, at one point in your life, for those of you who are followers of Jesus, the Father drew you to the Son. The Holy Spirit convicted you of sin and then woke us up that we could surrender. We could give our lives by faith, surrender to his lordship, receive his gift of salvation as we committed our lives to say, I want to follow Jesus. What a beautiful point in this passage. What a beautiful text of deeper theology. And so instead of jumping about what about what if and what about them and what, just hold on for here. Let's just live right here for just this moment. He wanted you this badly that he didn't leave it up to you or to me to find him. But he drew us. The father draws us. Third point is this. God is for us. Guys, I want to make sure you get this. He's not against you. And yet, don't you find, well, maybe I'm, I'll speak for myself. There are many times throughout the day, not just the week, but throughout the day, I sit and go, oh God, I don't know why you put up with this. 
Like, I don't like the way I just thought, or I don't like the way that I just reacted, or I don't like the way that I overreacted, or I don't like the way that I jumped to that conclusion, or I don't like the way that I talked to that person or spoke to that person, the way that I'm... Anybody else besides myself? You don't have to raise your hand, but it will really make me feel a lot better. But it's like, ah, thank you. There's two of us. Okay, so I just feel like, man, I feel like I'm letting you down. And then at times I start to wonder, God, are we still good? Friends, there's not ever a moment. Follower of Jesus, there's never a moment where God is against you. Look at this, verse 31 through 36. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Isn't that rad? Like the God of the universe is for us. He's like, who could be against us? And we sit there and go, and we start listing them out. Oh yeah, but these people. And God's like, really? He's almighty God. <laughs> like this almighty, all-knowing God of the universe. He's sitting there going, I'm for you. He's sitting there going, but what about, what about? He's like, really? You're going to compare them with me? Because again, what shall we say with these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? You want to know how much God loves you? He gave up his son. That's how much he loves you. He's not against us. He's for us. Verse 33, who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. So who's going to look at us and go, hey, you know why you're wrong? You know what? It doesn't matter. God's like, I justified them. So my question to you is also this, for those of you who cannot forgive yourself of that thing, you know that one thing you wish you could take back and you haven't forgiven yourself for that thing, do you realize that God has justified you and so therefore you are wasting your time by holding on to that one thing? Also, second one, for those of you who can't forgive that person, especially if they're a follower of Jesus, and yet they've hurt you, but you've never really forgiven them, so you kind of hold that against them, who, I'm, how lovingly as I say this, who do you, who do we think that we are, that we can hold sin against someone who's been justified by God, and all sin is actually rebellion against him? So at what point do we think that we can actually hold on to grudges against other people when God has said, I've justified them? Man, that's hard. Verse, three, uh, verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. In all of this passage, friends, just hold on to this. God is for us. He's like, what could separate us? He starts listing all these things. Could this, could this, could this? And the obvious answer he's trying to get us to understand or state is this. Nope, that couldn't, that couldn't, that can't, they can't, he can't, she can't, that ideology can't. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. Because he's for us, he's not against us. Number four is this. God has given us victory Friends, God has given us victory. Think about, every, think about everything he just listed. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword. You have all these things that come up against us. And then God's word says this in verse 37. No, no, no. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. More than. Yet my question is this, do we live each day with this attitude that I am more than a conqueror? Not just a conqueror, but I am more than a conqueror. And it's not like this self-help verse. Look, 
Look at how strong I can become. No, I suck. I'm weak as all get out, but I get to rely upon the God who has all power. Okay, I got nothing, God. This is what I'm presenting before you, me. And he goes, perfect, I'll take it. Now, because of Jesus in me, because of the Holy Spirit who lives in me, because of Jesus' sacrifice, I am now, because of him, more than a conqueror. Because of Jesus. And follower of Jesus, you can say the same thing. And so as we fight against thoughts or ideas or temptations, we fight against our own sinful desires, we can overcome them. Why? Because we're great? No, because God is great. For we are more than conquerors for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. In other words, by God's grace, I promise you this, you will make it. I promise. You will make it. And number five, this is the last one. God loves us. You're like, I haven't heard this. Yeah, but listen to how much. For I am sure, or for those who are brought up with the NIV, for I am convinced. So I love the fact, it's like, do we know this? We started with verse 28, and we know, I'm convinced of this. And we begin to land the plane and end this passage with the same idea. For I am sure, what am I sure of? That neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Are we convinced of that? Friends, when I was gone this past weekend, I asked the same question. I almost asked this question every single place that God opens the door for me to go share. And I've asked us this before, so I'm hoping that you remember. We'll see what happens. How many, and everyone has to be involved in this. And not a halfway Baptist hand raised, but a charismatic hand raised. It's going to be up there. And even if you levitate off the chair, praise the Lord. But here's, what I, here's my question. How many of you believe without a shadow of a doubt that God loves you? You know it. You are certain. God loves me. Ah, oh, beautiful. Okay, put them down. Second question. How many of you know that God likes you? You are convinced of the fact that God likes you. Okay, that's, and again, it's a little bit slower, right? Because you're like, I don't know what you mean by like. What do you mean by like? Because we just kind of think he's just putting up with us. Or he has to love, because God is love. And if God ceases to love, then God ceases to, to, to exist. And those of you who are theologically just, I love theology, deep theology, that's where you go. It's like, if he doesn't, if he doesn't love, he doesn't exist. And that just can't happen. Boom, your mind's just going crazy. But here's the thing. When did we actually begin to think that God just puts up with us? It's when we actually started to believe that he's not for us, but he's actually against us. It's when we started to forget that God actually says, you are my treasured possession. That at the right time, it was his pleasure to save you. When we start, when we stop remembering that, and we all of a sudden, we make it based upon our works for the day. Friends, think about it. The favor of God was already on you before you could do good or bad. So why do we think that God's care for us and concern for us and love for us is based on how well we do each day? Guys, here's the beauty of it. It's all based upon him and his character. It's based upon what he says and thinks about us. So I want us to all walk out knowing, hey, we are adored and loved by the creator of the universe. How do I know? Because there's a cross that is this massive heavenly declaration of what Jesus was willing to go through. The Father sent him. It's this constant reminder. This is how much God wants us and loves us. And what if every day we ask the Lord, would you show me today 
Your involvement in my life, not just you took a cross, and that is huge because it is all hinged on the cross of Jesus and his resurrection from a tomb. But what if, we, what if all of a sudden we start to see the fingerprints of God all over the place? We're starting to see his care and concern, that fact that he actually likes us, enjoys us. Friends, he's pleased with us, and he's never regretted having us. So I want to read this passage again, and I want us to get it. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation. Doesn't it feel like Paul just is like, man, I shouldn't have started this list because I got to keep going. And so he just goes, anything else in all creation. Do you know who else or what else is summed up in anything else in all of creation? When I read this verse, you know what else is summed up in that? Me. Am I not something of creation? I can't even separate myself from the love of God. Wherever I go, he goes. I can't get away from his presence. Friends, that's how much. I'm, I'm sure of this. I'm convinced of this. And the beauty that comes with that. You can actually live in worship and adoration of God rather than trying to appease him with a bunch of works. You actually worship him because you love him and you know that you're loved and liked by him. Welcome to the freedom of the gospel. Welcome to the freedom of a a relationship driven, held up by grace, the grace of God. Nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Those are five things that when I looked at that passage, I thought, man, I really pray that we get that no matter what we're going through. Again, mountaintop experiences, awesome. Low, low points, valleys, to still give him thanks in the midst, even in the middle of them, not just at the end of them. So here's what's going to happen. Here's going to happen. Uh, if uh, Aaron and Bea, wherever you are, if you could come up, uh, there's mics on both sides. And this is where people go, oh, I really was really hoping he would forget. Because homeboy never, he doesn't preach anything less than 45 minutes, so I honestly thought he would just keep going. Nope. I remembered, friends. Because this is the best thing for me. Because you ever notice, for those of you who've had a tough season, you ever notice how hard it is to, re- to see the goodness of God and what it is that he's done when you, all, you always have to focus on the things that happening to you right now? But in a service like this, we start to hear what God's been doing in the lives of other people, and we're reminded, wow, God is really doing things all over the place. And so I know that, I know that speaking in public is the number one fear of Americans in the United States. I get that. And so I, this, is not a, and this isn't a guilt trip like, you better do it so I feel better about our church. Or you better do this so this feels better. It has nothing to do with it. However, we are called to give thanks. And we're called to exhort one another, encourage one another. And the Bible says in Hebrews, daily. We're supposed to do this every day. So what I'm going to ask is that um, and an opportunity for you to share. And so we've got two, out, two times. We're going to do this, and then the worship team's going to come up in a second, lead us through another song. We'll do it a second time as well. So for those, it's like, I just need to gear up. You're going to hear other people. You're going to get this song that just, boom, wakes you up. And then that, boom, you got grab that mic and just drop it when you're done. Not literally, figuratively. We only have two. So they're going to run to you. You don't have to come up. You can just stand where you are. For those that are online, please start typing in your comments. And you're, some of you are sitting there going, I should have stayed home. 
I should have just done a comment because I don't want to do this in public. Oh, it's, it's always great to be stretched, right? Okay, so if there's anybody here that said, I would love to share, which we already have someone come up. Here's proof. Just walked. In other words, Brian, shut up. Okay, so how did you just share? Tell us what you're thankful for, and then we'll start going around. If at some point you say, I want to share, just raise your hand. They'll come to you, okay? <laughs> okay. Uh, <clears throat> I wrote mine down. <laughs> wow. Praise God. Psalm 66, 16 reads from the King James Version. Come and hear all of you who fear God, and I will declare what he has done for your soul. God's faithfulness, faithfulness to me this year has been through the working of his Holy Spirit in me, my helper. And I thank the Holy Spirit all the time for his awesome work in my life. Uh, I welcome him to continue doing that awesome work in my life. In John 14, 26, the King James Version, Jesus himself says, but the Holy Spirit, who the Father will send in my name, will bring, you, bring to you the remembrance of all the things that I have sent unto you. Not only has the Holy Spirit has been faithful in that, but he has given me an extra bonus. He has helped to bring things to my remembrance Things I can't on the spot recall, he comes through either right away. Or shortly thereafter, it comes to my remembrance. I know it's him because when I can't recall, I'd say, help me, Holy Spirit, and he comes through. James 1.5 of the King's James Version says, If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God who is faithful to give it to you. I ask God to give me wisdom of his word, his will, his way, and he has been so faithful in that. Well, as most of you know, um, my husband was cured of cancer. Yeah. And I thank Brian for sharing that. Um, and we are so very thankful for this church family that has become our family. And not only that, the many friends that we have gotten close to, um, and some of you we haven't gotten close to, but we love you and thank you anyway. Um, and also for our extended families, um, they've all come closer to Christ through this. And for the many people that Hank was able to touch when he was in the hospital. Um, he doesn't share that very much, but uh, he was very um, instrumental with different people in the hospital he didn't know or the nurses that helped him and his doctor. So I just praise God for all of that. And although it was not a good experience, it was a terrible thing, he worked through that. And we need to be thankful and grateful to God our Father and to the Lord Jesus for that. Thank you.
I'm Marissa, and for those of you who don't know, I go to APU, the best school ever. I'm just kidding, not really. <laughs> anyway, this past semester has been one of the hardest ones I've ever gone through, especially because it's like my junior year of college, but I just want to say thank you to God for already walking my path and reminding me that he has it under control. Because this semester, I was like, Lord, I feel so down. I don't know what to do. And I feel like I'm not doing enough because, you know, you're awesome and you're great. And I'm over here like failing classes or like not really going out and talking to people anymore. And in the car one day, I don't remember the passage itself, oops, but it talks about how he's already prepared the way for you and he's already walked your walk. And I'm like, Lord, thank you. I needed to hear that because I'm over here trying to control my life and walk my own walk when in all reality, you've already done it for me. So I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you to the home church that we're a part of for always praying for me, for the youth leaders and the pastor, Pastor Brian, Zach, and Shauna, and my family especially. They've been my rock, so thank you. Hi, my name is Joy, and I'm thankful for my family and my friends. Hi, my name is Dolly, and I'm thankful actually every day when I wake up in the morning, I said, God, Jesus, Lord, thank you for giving me another day in this beautiful earth that you created. But I'm especially thankful for this family that I have right here. I've been through a lot for, since 2020. I recently had a knee replacement. I suffer with arthritis, but God's got my back, and I am so thankful for everything. I'm especially thankful for having 10 grandkids. I got to, I'm getting to enjoy 10 grandkids, and God gave me 72 years. What a blessing. So I am very, very thankful for everything. Oh, way back there. Okay. Hi. Okay. I'm Sebastian. Hello. Hi, David. <laughs> um, I have to say I'm, I'm thankful for the infinite grace that God has blessed each and every one of us with, but especially God saved my marriage. He saved my life. And I would not be here today. Like I'd probably be dead if I hadn't had God's grace. And every single day, whenever I feel that conviction where he says, hey, wake up, spend time with me. And I go, you know what? But this pillow is really comfy. <laughs> I'm just going to stay here. The patience and grace he has for whenever I wake up that morning and I go, God, I'm sorry that I wanted a warm bed compared to you. Being able to know that he's sitting there going, okay, well, I'll see you tomorrow. Or I'm here right now. That infinite grace that just never stops with just the smallest things and even the largest things that I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for my beautiful wife and my family and you all as my family. Because even though I don't know your names, I know that if I needed help, I could walk up to each and every one of you and go, hey, can you, I need help. And you guys would be there. So that's what I'm thankful for.
Thank you. Eric here. I'm embarrassed to say I don't even know a third or two-thirds of you here, especially you sit back there. Anyway, a few weeks ago, Pastor was talking about the fact of all the people, the saints throughout the years, even now, that lost their lives willingly rather than reject what they believed Jesus Christ was Lord. Um, carry that forward now, and I was following up on that, and I lost my wife 2021 and uh, was looking back, and she had every reason to be furious. Um, she retired in 2018, and within three weeks, she was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. So surgeries and chemo and bald heads, etc. We kind of got our life together and went on a few tours and took up line dancing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, then uh, she had another surgery, which is supposed to be a minor one, end up taking 10 hours. Um, 2020, we lost my oldest son, which pretty much did my wife in, uh, and she passed in 2021. So Alex died in 2020, she passed in 2021. Um, and I was shuffling through her stuff and finding all of her journals, and I was blown away by how she praised the Lord and how thankful she was for everything she had, her family, her boys, even me. <laughs> so um, it is true that people will sacrifice anything and appreciate everything because of the work that the Lord has done. Amen. Thank you. My name is Van, and I'm thankful for my family. Yeah. Oh, and then Joe. Um, I just wanted to say that I'm thankful for God's infinite wisdom. I think throughout the pregnancy and um, just we were in a season where I was like, okay, Lord, we need a change. And we stepped away from the home church that I'd been a part of for years. And we found this church. And God has given us abundantly um, more than we could ask or think. And I just think with having a little one and then a baby, there were so many things that I'm like, what are we going to do? <laughs> like, how are we going to do it? And um, God just really showed me that his wisdom is far surpassing anything that we think we know. And um, just in little ways and big ways, even like transitioning her to a toddler bed, he just gave me like clear direction on each thing. And so we've been in a season of <clears throat> asking God for situational wisdom and wisdom in parenting. And I just feel like he's just been so abundant in providing that and just showing me that my worldview and like the things I know are so small in comparison to what he, like he knows. And it's so much better to just relinquish control and um, just let him show off the way he does. So. Hi, everyone. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm Danielle. Nice to see everybody. Um, I've been going through something for the past two to three years. 
Um, it has changed my life so much. Um, and the first thing I told God when it happened, I don't want to do waterworks right now. <laughs> um, uh, I told God I lost everything. He said, honey, my beloved, you always had everything. And when I, I took a chance. And I was so God, glad that God proved me wrong. Because I gained a beautiful family, friends to support me. And even till this day, um, God continues to prove me wrong and to bless me. And sometimes I think he is just putting up with me. But then he reminds me, you were my treasure. And just recently he told me, you were worth it and you still are worth it. And I love you so much. And I'm just so thankful that God continues to transform me and my life. And I just love how much he proves me wrong, honestly. It's so awesome. So thank you. Hi there. Uh, my name is Joe. Um, I'm thankful for this church. I'm thankful for Pastor B's obedience to being in the word. And the things that God just puts on his heart to teach us has made me grow so much in the last couple years. Um, before I started going to church, I was a mess. I was making a mess of my whole life, raising my kids the way I thought I should. And I was just making a hash of the whole thing. And, and we're still dealing with some of that today. But 2017, I was baptized and walking with the Lord has changed. It's all him. Um, it was scripture that captured me, and it still sits on my heart today. Uh, Galatians 5.22, it just it melts my heart. And I'm thankful for all that he has done, allowing me to just lay everything to the side and let him um, guide my path. I'm, I'm thankful for everybody here. Um, don't know everybody, but he's allowing that to happen too. Um, our home church, I love our home church. Uh, everybody comes with something different, and um, I'm just thankful for God. He wakes me up every morning. He gives me a ministry at work. Everywhere I go, he seems to, I cross a path with somebody that uh, we have a commonality. Um, we're coming up on our four years of losing our older boy. So that's tough. Um, we've had a lot that has gone on in the last couple of years, and he's walked us through that. Um, and then now I have my mom. She just came up with cancer, so now we have to do that walk. So, um, I'm, I'm confident that he's going to walk us through that. Um, I'm praying that the healing will be there. I'm praying that she will come to Christ along with the whole family. I think that would be the segue for the whole family. Actually, she's kind of a, like the leader of the group. So, um, I'm thankful for that. Um, I'm thankful for my family. You guys are beautiful. And I'm just so blessed that, um, God's trusted me with you and, and, and everything that I get to do in my life, my job and our finances and things like that. So it's just a blessing. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for the worship beyond. You guys are awesome to wake us up in the morning and the, 
all the ministries that are here are, are beautiful, so, and I see it growing, and it's, it's awesome, so thank you. In the back. Right there, right there. And then worship team, if you could come up while we have Ryan. We're gonna do one song, and we're gonna right back into this. Hey everyone, I'll be quick. Uh, my name is Ryan, and uh, six weeks ago, our son Asher was born. And uh, I'm so thankful that he was that the Lord uh, blessed us with a healthy baby. Uh, and I'm very thankful for this church. My family has um, been very blessed by this church and the friends uh, we've made here. And Pastor Brian, D groups was very important to me. And um, just very, I feel very blessed. Um, praise Jesus. Thank you. It's rad when you start hearing everything. Let me pray us into this uh, this song. Father, we give you thanks, and we will continue to give you thanks. Holy Spirit, in this moment, would you help us to thank you, thank Jesus, in a manner worthy of Jesus? You have been so good. You have been so good, and we want to hear more, God. So, Holy Spirit, would you still work in hearts, work in our hearts to share? God, in this time, we still want you to be pleased and be blessed. We love you. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you guys can be seated. Anybody else would like to share? Yep. Oh, they're in there. Oh, Carol, am I right? My name is oh, Harper, Harper, and I'm thankful for my family and my friends. Beautiful. Isaiah 25, 1 says, Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you and praise your name. For in perfect faithfulness, you have done wonderful things, things planned long ago. And um, before any of us were born, God had plans for us, plans that he was going to do through us, things he was going to do for us, we need to remember that. We need to remember that. And the next generation, he already has plans for that generation too. So um, the fact that we're here today, the fact that there's an Ignite City Church, God already knew it. The fact that we'd be here on this Sunday worshiping together as family in Christ, he already knew it. That we would have guests that are so welcome and so honored, he already knew it. So I just pray that as we move forward, we can just keep on seeing all the plans that God had way before coming to fruition now among us. He's a great God. I'm thankful for my family, my friends, and whenever I'm down, I know I can depend with Jesus Christ. Oh, all right. I forgot to say my name. My name is Alfreda, and uh, I want to thank you, Pastor Brian, for sending out that email inviting me to come today. 
When I read it, I said, wow, I got to come. Keep up the good work. Church, you have an awesome pastor. You really do. Yes. Full of the word, full of the word. for my brothers, Michael and David. Uh, my name's Derek. Uh, uh, I just want to say I'm thankful for the people God's put in my life. Uh, a few years ago, I struggled with addiction, substance abuse, and I wouldn't be here today without the people in my life. So, yeah. My name is Autumn, and I'm thankful for my friends and family. Hi, my name's Brenda. Um, I'm thankful that 23 years ago this weekend, I met my husband, and right now they're watching a winning football game, so I don't want to jinx that. Um, but then 20 years ago, we, or this spring, we celebrated our 20th wedding anniversary, and I'm thankful for all that God's done. Um, and we celebrated that starting in August. We waited until August, and we were a part of the, the Maui fires, and God kept our family safe. And I was very mad that that vacation turned into that, but very sad for, obviously, the devastation around us. But I'm looking back, and I'm also seeing that during that time, he was preparing us for what would happen the day we got back. And my father has been in the hospital since the middle of August. He um, was bitten by a mosquito and has been suffering with West Nile and encephalitis for the last few months. And it has torn our family down. It's torn him down. But as you shared with Hank, I'm able to see that I'm beyond thankful for the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit was shining through him in his darkest moments and ministering to us, ministering to his nurses and everyone around him. I've seen the Holy Spirit shine through my mother in her darkest moments. And yet I'm also learning it's okay to cry out to God and say why, and it's okay to not understand. And I've understood that it's okay to have unbelief, even though I know everything's going to be good and everything's going to work out. It's okay to have unbelief and it's okay to act like everything doesn't have to be perfect and it's okay to be broken and God's going to pick us up and God's going to minister 
and I'm beyond thankful for so many people in this room that have at just the right moment listened to the Holy Spirit and prompted with a text with a word of encouragement. So thank you. So I normally don't do this because I'm very, very shy, if you could hear it in my voice. Um, and I'm also a crier, so, but if my little one could do it, mama could do it. Um, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to say thanks to God for his continuous faithfulness and love that no matter how many times I've strayed away, he always welcomes me with open arms and love. I also want to give thanks for... To God for being such a great provider that no matter how many times we've struggled, my family and I, um, he's always been there and provided. Even when we didn't think it was going to happen, even though we sometimes were like, how did we do that? How did we get our bills paid, our rent paid? He always provided. Sometimes we were just blown away. Um, I'm also thankful for Pastor Brian because... You know, you would reach out, check on us, and it meant a lot. And um, I'm also really thankful for my family that came to church with us. You know, um, I'm really grateful and thankful that you guys have joined us. And um, I'm grateful to Miss Carol because she always welcomes us with open arms and she just... She makes us feel like we belong here. Um, even though I don't know a lot of you, um, she was that one person for us. Um, another thing that I'm grateful and thankful is that my little one here um, actually accepted Jesus into her heart. Um, and she's actually been that encouragement and just the person that's like, you know what? If she's the one wanting to go to church and she's the one that wants to pray, it's crazy how this, this little person um, has been that push that my husband and me needed. And I'm just so grateful and thankful. Awesome. Okay, great. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, I am grateful for the opportunity to do, oh, I'm going to cry, oh no, I'm <laughs> for the opportunity to do this, um, to come together um, as a community of believers and a lot of people who are here every Sunday and some people who've never been here before or are friends and family of people who come here regularly um, and how we can all just get together and celebrate all the amazing things that the Lord has done. Um, and I'm so thankful that God set up community like that. Um, that from the very beginning, he said it's not good to be alone. <laughs> um, and I don't know, there's just something really special about being able to share the really difficult things that we've been through or the really amazing things that we've been through and the way that God has walked with us 
through all that time, um, and it's such a blessing to hear from so many people. Um, and I don't know, I've had a lot of opportunities recently to connect with um, Christians like from other places, like whether they're, they live far away or they're here and they go to a different church or whatever, um, but just the way that, that God created the church where we all have this bond, um, it, regardless of where we came from or what our background is or what our political opinions are or whatever, we are united in Christ. Um, and it's just so beautiful. And so thank you everybody for sharing. <laughs> Right there. Hi, my name is Sandy Drew, and I thank you for my family, my friends. Um, hello, I'm uh, Michael. Um, I really thank God that I really don't deserve the life that I've had. Um, he's watched out for me for throughout my entire life. There's, I am thankful for you know my wonderful wife. She's been the rock of the family, and has put up with a stubborn uh, dummy many of <laughs> his life here. Um, and uh, also thankful for my three wonderful kids. Uh, thank God he doesn't do karma. Um, he's given me wonderful kids that you know my parents have gray hair and are balding for a reason. Um, but uh, I do thank the Lord for his love and uh, watching out for me and my family. Praise God. Thank you. Right here. Hi, I guess if my uh, cousin can stand up and be brave and say something, I can too. Uh, my wife and I have led an incredibly blessed life. More than anyone deserves, I believe. And I want to thank God for the hard things. Because through the hard things, you grow. An experience where I went overboard on a fishing boat in Alaska. I was 50. I had a relationship with the Lord. And... It taught me how he goes before us. The story that led up to it was incredible and how he worked and he went there. And a freak wave kicked me overboard. There were two men on board. It was blowing 50 and they saved me. God saved me. I suffered shock. I worked three more days, couldn't eat or drink. He gave me the strength to finish the job, and it changed my life and my relationship with him. It taught me, because I'd had such a blessed life, that the hard things are important because they lead you to him, and he'll always be there, and he'll lift you up, and you'll become a better Christian for it. And that's my little talk today. I told you this is the best worship service ever. Thank you guys for sharing. But don't let it stop. 
right after our last song, we're going to go into a time of communion as well. Um, man, do it outside too. Like, just tell us. I mean, we're, we're kind of in that mode. So just say, hey, this is what I would have shared in front of the people if I wanted to. But let me just tell you, um, it's really great to do this. And it's encouraging for me to hear you all say what you said. What I hope you heard is that you, God is working we don't see all the perspectives that everyone else has and the experiences they're going through, but he's at work. All we hear is the bad news, or we experience the bad, and that's when God's gonna come through. Oh, but when we stop and pull back a little bit, see things from a higher altitude of what Jesus is up to, friends, he's unfolding a plan. He's sovereign. He loves us. He cares for us, and he is at work, I promise. I promise. Friends, it's in this moment that we remember what it is that Jesus did for us. He came and took our place on that cross. He died for us and because of us. It's in this moment that for those of us who are followers of Jesus, um, this is our time to remember his death, his body broken, his blood shed for us. And for today, what we're gonna do, instead of it being passed when, passed when you came in, but it's just gonna be up here at the tables. All that we ask is that you're a follower of Jesus. Parents, for those of you who have kids that haven't made that decision yet, then this, again, this is not for them either. Um, some may say, well, they're just kids, it doesn't matter, but I think it does to Jesus. I think he really meant that you need to have a relationship with Christ. Um, and so just maybe explain, have that conversation with them as to why not. Um, but for those of you who are not followers of Jesus, this is not an exclusive thing. It's not exclude, I'm sorry, we're not excluding you. We're just saying this is what we as followers of Jesus have been called to do. So we just ask for you to refrain. But then of course, afterwards, I'll come up and close us. Um, and we have, lunch, we have lunch together out there provided. Before we go into it, I wanna thank you for being the best in community I've ever been part of. In 30 years of doing this, of being, a, of being in some type of pastoral role, uh, not believing that pastor is greater than others, that's why many times you'll hear me say, don't call me pastor, because I don't call you plumber. But <laughs> in 30 years, this is the best time I've ever had. This is the most incredible community I've ever been a part of. And what I see you guys doing and how you're striving to live for the, for the audience of one, for the applause of heaven, to be in community, to be a family and not just a church gathering. Guys, we don't come to church, we are the church. This is a worship gathering, but to hear you guys starting to engage community with one another, and we'll do that. We have to continually be intentional with that. But for me and my family, thank you for making it a joy. I'm thankful to God that in April, God was able to deal with some things with my heart and then I'm fine and good and had a great checkup, and I'm so thankful for his grace with that. Uh, he's been good to our family. It's been beautiful this year. We've had some trials, but in the midst of all of it, God has been so faithful. In fact, I, I told Kelly a couple weeks ago, it's like, I just feel like he's spoiling us. Like, it's just kind of like at that place. It, I'll get it. I'm bringing it on. Keep coming. But man, this is, it's amazing. And so I want to thank you. Let me pray. When you feel, when you've gone before God and asked, is there anything in my life that's not pleasing to you, any sin that you need to confess, do that first. If the Holy Spirit brings anything to mind, just confess it. I agree with you, God, that's sin, I'm sorry. Thank you for forgiveness. And when you're ready, just come and take the elements and then take them back to your seat and take whenever you want. And we engage in this last song of worship and I'll close this at the end. Okay, does that make sense? Let me pray. Jesus, in this moment, I pray that you're the only one that's noticed as we remember your death for us, that you gave up your body, you shed your blood, that we could have a relationship with God, we could be made right with the Creator. And in this moment, we give you thanks. We're eternally grateful, not driven by guilt, but grateful for your goodness to us. 
So in this time, as we sing this last song too as a community, as we remember your body broken and your blood shed, in this, God, to you be all the praise, all the glory and all the honor for you alone are worthy. We pray this in Jesus' name and everyone who agrees says, amen. Love you more than you know. Come when you're ready.